Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Glad you're here. All right, this week's topic. Oh, before we dig in, I want to let you know that everyone around my house is doing yard work. So if you hear something, it is a weed eater or something going on in the background. So just a heads up. Okay, so this topic that we're going to dig into today is one that has come up in my one-on-one calls a couple times over the last week or two, and additionally in my new food group that I'm running, which has been super fun. And if you want to know more about that, if you would like to work with me in a different capacity than just one-on-one, you can message me through Instagram or you can contact me through my website or you can email me. All those things are in the show notes, Uh, but you should definitely be on my email address because I usually give first dibs for all of the things to the people that are on that before I put anything out into the world on social media. So if you want first dibs on anything I ever offer, get on my email list. You can do that through my website. Okay, now that that's out of the way. This topic that's been coming up has has come up frequently, and I was going to just add it into a module within the new course that I'm offering, but I decided that I wanted to talk about it on here Two, because why not? Why not let you benefit from some questions that the women that I work with on a more intimate level are asking me? And this is about the topic of food morality, good food, bad food, the right or the wrong way to eat. So something that I often tell my clients, the people in my group is, listen, whatever you do with your food, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. What you do with your food is okay. And I recently got a Voxer message. I Voxer with my one-on-one clients. And she's like, listen, Renee, I hear you. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But also, I don't know that I believe that. Like, I, I want to believe that, but I don't think I believe you. Because when I'm eating the food, like the candy or the potato chips or whatever, I I just don't believe that it's a good thing for me to be doing. Like I just, I can't imagine anyone else that would look at me and if I were to say, well, you know, I'm just working with someone and they said that this is okay, so leave me alone. (laughs) I think that they would think you are crazy and I, I just need you to know this and I'm having a hard time grasping that. And so, Something along those lines has come up into conversation multiple times. So here we are clearing the air. What do I mean when I say, hey, whatever your food, whatever happens with your food, it's cool. No big deal. No good food, no bad food, just food. That is what I mean. I mean, there isn't inherently a, quote, good food or a, quote, bad food. When you choose to eat the chocolate over the apple, 
you you aren't failing at anything. You aren't now a bad person because you have chosen to eat the chocolate instead of the green apple. And the reason I say this over and over and over to the ladies that I work with is because they have, if you're listening to this, you may have a very extensive history of dieting, attempting to control your food. And with that, there is also a very clear cut line of what is good and what is bad, what is right and what is wrong. And you know all of this information and you think, oh, I just need to know more. I must just be missing something. I must just need a stricter meal plan. I must just need someone to tell me what to eat. I must just need to cut this out of my diet. That must be the thing. And if you're like me and the women that I work with, you've tried that a million times over. And so when I say, whatever happens with your food is fine, totally fine. I say that to remove some of that self-loathing, some of that shaming, some of that angst, some of that self-hatred. Do I think all food is created equal? No, of course not. Like, no, I definitely am not saying all food is created the same. Definitely, like, different foods are going to impact you in different ways. If all you eat are frosted flakes, you're not going to feel very good, I don't think. I don't think you're going to be full for very long. I think your blood sugar is going to be all over the place. I just, I think you're going to feel like shit really quickly if that's all that you eat, okay? So it's not that I think, yeah, just eat whatever you want all of the time. That's not my approach. My approach is connect your brain to your body, Because for a lot of you, it's been all up in your head. What's good? What's bad? What's right? What's wrong? Is this going to make me skinnier? Is this going to make me fatter? What's the better, quote, better choice? Completely neglecting the body. But here's the thing. When you get in touch with your body again, when you develop that trust, your body doesn't just want frosted flakes all of the time. When food just becomes food, You get to decide, do I want the Frosted Flakes or am I going to have like a big ass chicken salad and like a nice roll with a slab of butter on it instead? Does that sound better or do I really want another bowl of Frosted Flakes? Even if the Frosted Flakes sound good, when food is no longer good, bad, right, or wrong, you will take that. You'll have a second to decide you know what? Yes, the Frosted Flakes sound good, but I think I'm probably going to feel better if I have the chicken salad with a roll. I think that that's probably going to serve me in the long run just throughout the rest of the day if I go with that option. So yeah, Frosted Flakes, what a delight, but I think I'm going to go with the salad. And here's the other thing. It's like You believe if you just hate yourself a little bit harder, that's going to do it. Like if I'm just a little bit harder on myself, if I just learn a little bit more about food and if I just stop buying all these things and if I'm just really angry at myself and yell at myself as I'm eating the chips, that's going to make me stop. 
No. Has it ever worked? Like, honestly, if self-hatred were the path to freedom around food, no one would have an issue with it, right? Like, you would be cured. If that were really the answer, if just hating yourself a little bit more, just loathing yourself or shaming yourself a little bit harder were the answer, you wouldn't have a problem. I feel pretty confident in that. And we have to really see that. You need to look back at your history of food and, and like, when you're not in it, when you're like, not if you've just binged or not if you're feeling out of control around food right now, but like in a calm state, do a little inventory. Okay, the last time you had a binge, you were probably beating yourself up for at least 50% of it, right? Like the first part's kind of fun and then the second part you like have no control and you eat way past fullness, right? That's how it always went for me. And in that second half, you're like, God, you, it's almost like punishing yourself, right? You're like, oh, that's how I used to feel. Like, you deserve this. I can't believe you did this again. What is wrong with you? As if that's supposed to help us stop eating. But what that actually does, I mean, hello, if you are here and you relate to stuff I talk about around food, you're probably an emotional eater. (laughs) And when you have uncomfortable emotions, what do you do? You eat. It's your go-to. It's your main coping skill. And so, of course, shaming yourself, increasing anxiety is only going to lead you to the food faster and usually more of it. So whatever happens with your food is fine. I say so that when you sit down and end up eating the chips, you take a different path. The path that is very well traveled in your brain is the shame and blame and self-loathing path. And so when I say, whatever you do with your food is fine, there is no morality in food. It's just fucking food. Just fucking food. You get to take a step back. And ask yourself, okay, if I'm not having this huge moral failing, if I'm not completely ruining my day with the two brownies I just had, now what do I want to do? If it's not bad, if I didn't screw anything up, if it's just, I just had two brownies, now what? Well, I probably don't feel that great depending on the size of them. Like, who knows? I'd be fine with two brownies, but again, depends on the size. Are they frosted? Did I have milk? Like a lot of things come in there, right? So... If you feel sick, like you're going to stop eating, obviously, and maybe drink some water and lie down for a minute. And if you feel fine, you're probably going to stop because that's probably been enough. I mean, you're just going to move on with your day. It's like, whatever, I ate two brownies. It's like starting to think about food in the same way that you think about water. Nobody's running around thinking, oh my God, I just shouldn't. I just, oh God, I've already had two. I just can't. Oh, okay. I'm just going to be a bad girl and have another one. Nobody's saying that. Like, oh my God, it's so annoying, right? I was at a birthday party and it's just fascinating to hear all of the, um, all of the language around 
what we're eating. It's like, oh, I just shouldn't. Oh, no, no, no. I couldn't possibly have that. No. Oh, God. I'm just, I can't believe I'm going to do this again. What's wrong with me? It's like, you just want some food. That's what's wrong. You're hungry. It's good. There is no problem here. There is no problem. Whatever you do with your food is fine. And I say this to help you find the path of freedom, the path of sanity. Because you've probably tried a hell of a lot to get there. And it's probably wound you up listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram. You're like, nothing is working. I feel even more out of control around food. I hate my body even more. I'm stressed out. It's all I think about. I'm terrified. I'm never going to stop gaining weight. What do I do? This is what you do. And this is what you do that nobody wants to hear. You want the plan. You want the strict routine. You want hardcore structure. I used to feel like the degree at which I hated myself was the degree at which I wanted a very strict meal plan. Like that really, they kind of went hand in hand. I was like, oh, I'm going to make myself strong and skinny and look really toned. And so I'm just going to only have chicken and rice and broccoli for six weeks. And now I'm like, I don't know. I feel pretty good in my body right now. It's been pretty consistent for quite a few years now. And it's just like, oh, like I had chocolate cake last night and it was delight. It was so good. It was so good. Now, I know I'm realize I'm coming at you with thin privilege and that is something that I can't not you know own up to. Like it's it's different for me as a woman in a very thin body that's just socially acceptable, but but even in the women that I have watched, that I have known, that I have, you know, our peers or colleagues, nobody has gotten to that place of freedom around food by trying to hate themselves there. So no, you don't feel the same after every single food. Not all food is created equally and that they all have different nutritional values. Of course. But because you choose the cookie over the carrots doesn't mean you're bad. And again, just to really highlight this, no amount of trying to shame yourself into stopping has likely ever worked. So the next time you notice yourself starting to eat the chips, starting to to eat the chocolate, you have one bite of chocolate chips and then you go back for a second handful and a second handful, notice what's happening. Are you going down the shame and blame spiral? If you are, this is your kind of wake-up call. Put a sticker somewhere. Put a post-it note. Put an alarm in your phone. Put a screen uh, saver on your laptop. I don't care. But when you are making a shift like this, you're going to need reminders because you're instantly going to want to go down that shame and blame path. Again, it is a well-worn path. And it's comfortable even though it leads you to eating bag after bag of chocolate chips or chips or things of peanut butter or things of cookie dough or what uh, pints of ice cream, like whatever. And so put something on your cupboard or anywhere is like, whatever I do with my food is fine. Food has no morality. How do you feel when you think that? 
really let that kind of resonate in your body. Let that bounce around. Okay, if whatever I do with my food is fine, fine as in doesn't mean I'm bad or good. How Now what do I want to do? Now what do I want to choose to eat? Now do I want to keep eating? If I'm not in a ton of guilt and shame and self-loathing, and I really do want to take care of my body and feel good, do I want to keep eating? Or do I feel like maybe I've had enough and I'm going to put it away and I'm going to drink some water or some tea or go for a walk or take a nap? It's a lot easier to change a habit, to change a pattern, to change a routine from compassion and self-love over hatred and self-loathing. Okay? All right. So I just wanted to kind of clear the air on what I mean by, you know, whatever happens with your food is okay. You can't mess it up. It's just food. And it's starting to see it in that light. And some of you are not going to be quite ready to hear that. And that's okay. This is just like a seed being planted. You can come back to this in a couple months or a couple years and be like, I get it now. I get what she means when she says there's no morality, that whatever I do with my food is okay, because it's just so much easier to take care of yourself from that place. It's so much easier to decide what you want to eat and to listen to your body from that place. All right. Thanks for being here. And I will talk to you all next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.